Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. Welcome back. We're here, Dad. Good day. <laughs> this is us doing a our fourth Rhythms Podcast uh, during uh, Aotearoa lockdown. Take two. That's it. So it's a Zoom. So this is the first for me to do this sort of thing on Zoom. So That's right. So we should introduce ourselves yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as per usual. If you've just come in on this, on this week, you haven't been listening with us, go, go back to week one. And, um, but you don't have to. Uh, I'm Elijah, Elijah Burton. Me and my wife, Karen, are lead pastors. We're, we're shepherding uh, the part of God's <laughs> kingdom called Unite. So we um, look after and help lead uh, neighborhood churches. We've got six neighborhood churches uh, that we help lead and they're kind of micro churches and we've been, God's led us down this place of slow, simple and small. And so part of that journey for us is that we read the Bible every day together and we share um, as much as we can, um, prayers, testimonies, what God's doing and uh, part of this podcast is to help give framework and discussion around our Bible reading, our daily practice, our daily, yeah, our spiritual practices. And so I'm here with my dad, Paul Burton. That's me. And uh, yep, you can find out all you want to know about me if you like me and have an input gift and, and you like to go and find, oh, where did this person come from and what do they do? I do have a, a whole blurb of that on my website, which is uh, chasingtruth.nz, www.chasingtruth.nz, under about me. Uh, yep, goes all the way back to early 80s. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And while we're plugging things, uh, I've actually we've actually just um, written and recorded some demos over the lockdown, some music, and so we'll have that on Spotify, I think, by the time this is released. And if you That's type you, in, not me, not we. No, no I will. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've written a song, some songs in yeah. in the sun, this very sunroom. If you're watching via YouTube, you can see I've just there you go. I've just turned the computer so you can see I've just recorded in this room. And um, really, there's songs to help, tools for connecting to God, tools for mm. prayer and meditation and worship of Jesus. And um, yeah, so I, I hope you enjoy. If you want to, the thing you want to get into, we'll probably have them on our website. We'll put them in somewhere. Um, but if you type in The Chapel, that's what we've decided to name it, The Chapel on Spotify, not right, yeah, I was going to say, Daddy, are you doing that now? But um, <laughs> it's not on yet, but we hope to have it up and running. So I was looking for those the other day, yeah. <laughs> and so we'll have chapel. six songs there. Yeah. The Chapel. And yeah, we called it Chapel great. because um, the definition of chapel, I mean, me and Dan Estes were talking about it because he's, help me produce them is, uh, I, from what I remember, it's like a place of worship without a clergy, clergy or a priest or a pastor. And it's a place of worship in God that can be in a secular environment. It can be in a small room. Uh, it can be, like, yeah. and, and I just, it really hit me. It hit my heart. Mm. It was like, ah, oh, a place to worship God. And we want to create a place to worship God. Mm. And so you can be anywhere. Um, you can be, on a run in a room outside in the middle of your work break and you can worship God with these songs and you can, and I guess my big prayer is that that would calm your spirit, calm your soul yep. 
Yeah. So that's that. So I thought while we're plugging, I might as well do that as well. And I'm, I'm a big listener uh, to to um, worship music and praise and mm. and you know, I tend to like to listen to it when I'm in a prayer mode. I find I if I want to have a extended time of prayer, I like to have a playlist going of selected songs. And I find then I can move in and out of the song and, and then into the different prayers that might stir in my heart and things. And I'm quite relaxed. I find it really helps me anyway to do that. Other people might not be like that, but put them on, go for it. So I'm always looking for um, sort of songs or looking, picking up songs that just seem to help express what's happening between me and God yeah. and, and which I can actually build my personal uh, interaction round. So yep. thank you for being one of those people who are creating songs. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that. So let's let's get into it. Yeah. Are we also, also, sorry, before we do, I just also want to say we put our emails at the end of this podcast. I'll put them here again. And we should put show notes in. So let us know if you want show notes, which is just notes that go along with the podcast and we can figure that out. But uh, all that to say, uh, Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz or chasingtruth at... Paul at chasingtruth.nz. Paul, Paul at chasingtruth.nz. Chasing okay. And yeah. so if we, we'd love to hear from you. Like we'd love to hear if you're enjoying, any questions you have, any answers you may have. Um, for things that have we've been talking about, anything you want to add, yeah, or even just let us know. We, we I love affirmation, so uh, let us yeah. know if this is something you enjoy and you want to hear more of. We'll be at the end of this is our week four of, of five weeks. If you want more of these podcasts, let us know because we want to be helpful. So we don't just want to do it to do it. Um, if you're going, yeah, this is helping me, email us. Let us yep. know, and that will help us get a gauge of. <clears throat> Hey, should we keep going? Mm. Awesome. So let's right. get. Do you have something to say? No. Huh? Ready to okay. go. Cool. Yeah. We're going to review the last three weeks. So week one, we read through Ephesians one to chapter two, verse ten, and uh, we were talking about heaven to heart to hand. Yep. You want me to say something? I don't know. Do you want to add? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and you know, we're just capturing um, how we begin in heaven. We've come into Christ, and and we'll never grasp in our intellect what it is to be in Christ. Mm. But we can know it, and we can grow and know more of what it is, but not completely. And so, and and what it's challenging us to do, isn't it, is to see how we come from a place in Christ to how we live our life on earth. And and we will refer today to the um, verses in there, particularly in chapter 1, verses uh, 17 and 18, I think it is, when Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, would be open, that you would know God better, we could say. it. That's, that's a bit of a paraphrase. Because as we talk here about today, about walk, how we walk out some things on earth, mm-hmm. we realize he's saying, of revealing some things to you mm. as they're revealed, you have a responsibility for how you walk them out. Yeah. And so that's very much revealing what's in heaven. How does it come into my heart? God's spirit does that. How do I walk it out? I have a responsibility in how I respond. Yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. So that's yeah. our, that was our week one. And that's great yeah. to re- review and recap because it <clears> helps <throat> lead us into week our week four. But So from week one, we went to week two. 
Ephesians chapter 2, 11 yep. to chapter 321. And mm. we talked about walls of hostility coming down, uh, being yep. stones, not bricks. You want to yep. speak into that for a second, Dad? Well, well, because at the end of chapter 2, it talks about how all believers in Christ are being built together on this living temple. We also read about that in First Timothy chapter, ah, First Peter chapter 2, which says we are living stones built together in Christ. He is the stone. There's a great picture. We didn't probably mention it when we did the podcast in Daniel chapter 2, when it talks about, uh, it's talking about the, the massive statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw, and he saw in his dream, a hand cut out a stone mm. from a mountain that hit the statue. The statue was destroyed, and then that stone grew into a mountain that filled the whole earth, and it wasn't done with human hands. And we know that that stone is a prophetic picture of Jesus Christ, and the stone growing and filling the whole earth is a prophetic picture of the church, of the body of Christ. And so we see that we're not bricks that are conformed and made by men and all mm. uniform. <clears throat> we're like living stones, each one unique. But mm. somehow the Holy Spirit has a way of joining us together, that we fit together, and he does it without tools, it says, and He and, and in that we grow to become this church, this body of Christ that fills the whole earth. So I love that picture in Daniel chapter 2. Yeah. Uh, that right. it, it also gives us this sort of living stone. Stones, not bricks. I love uh, that. Slaves make bricks, sons are stones. Uh, yes. Yes. Slaves make bricks, sons are stones. Yeah. Oh man, you could go off on that, couldn't you? Like you could go, we you could go talk. Won't. Yeah, we yeah. there's so much tangents in that, but we won't go there. Yeah. Uh, love that, Dad. That's brilliant. And uh, the church, hey, she's she's a messy, yeah. she's a messy bride, but she's a beautiful bride, and she's been made yep. perfect, isn't she? And you see a shift in Ephesians, don't we? We we read from chapter. Uh, one right down to chapter two, verse 10, mm. there's almost a way you can put yourself in there as an individual yeah, and just make it about you. And, and in some ways it's doing that. It's showing you how you came into something in Christ and the God's Holy Spirit started doing a work in us, me, you, individually. But then in chapter 2, 11, right down, well, all the way to 416, actually, it started, but he's also doing something corporately. As he did something in you, he's doing something between us and joining yeah. us together and doing something called the church, called the body of Christ, yeah. and, and that the two are one. What he's doing in me, between me and Jesus, and what he's doing with us, actually make one thing, uh, mm. not two separate things. They complete mm. each other. Mm. And so we, we see how Ephesians just really just unpacks that sense. We are united. We are one in Christ. Our histories can be different, but we're one in Christ. And um, so that that's a big part of that whole story. And even the prayer at the end of Ephesians 3, when he mm. prays that you would have the Spirit doing a work in your innermost place, in your heart, that mm. you would be a strong person, you'd have a deeper grasping of the greatness of the love of God. It's actually about so you can be part of the church. You'll have something to bring. You'll see past all the messiness. You'll see through the love of God, the deep, wide, great love of God, past all our sort of insecurities and messiness and problems and offenses, and, and start to you know have the ability to be part of that answer, not part of the problem. Yep. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So that was week two. And then last week we talked about <clears throat> our shared hope from Ephesians mm -hmm. 4, 1 to 4, 16. Pretty, pretty important verse in the life of the church. It is, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. 
And of course, it brings um, to focus that unity. We talked about make every effort or be eager to keep the unity of the spirit. Uh, but we talked about that one hope, that one hope. And, and when our hope's not on Jesus and his church, it's somewhere else. Oh, good. Yeah, good, good challenge. And, or, or it's mixed. We have some hope in this, but some hope in that. And I, I sort of have, have seen for a few years now, and others can see it differently, I'm sure. But the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, but they yeah. will see God. And, and really, all, but pure is quite simple. It's just not mixed. Yeah. It's just one thing. It's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. And, and we, God is wanting us just to have in our heart one hope. Yeah. yeah. That, that Jesus, what he's done for us on the cross, how the Holy Spirit's working that out in us, isn't many, many things. It's one thing being worked out in many people with many aspects to it. Mm. It's like one thing that affects everything. And that mm. hope is, is like a core or central way of us relating to it. I have this one hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah, great. And it goes everywhere with me. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I yeah. love what you said about having that, <clears throat> the, ch sorry, the challenge of mixed hope and even when you're talking, I'm like, I have definitely found that in my life and even recently mm. finding God pinpointing moments that I've hoped in things that are not him yes. and, yep. and letting that hope die and, yep. letting, and letting that hope in me. Yeah. It's not even just move, not, but, but actually die. You know, that yes. has to die like that hope yep. in my future, future security, you know, financial yep. security or, or particular people's affirmation. <clears throat> even really good relationships like marriage um, or kids or my family and being like, oh man, I hope in that future and having to let that die and yep. live and, and, the, and live in Christ. Well, actually my only hope's in Christ yep. and anything else comes, comes from that or underneath right. that. Or, or, or is interpreted through that. That's right. Yeah. And we're going to dig into that more when we get into the Fantastic. first verses we have because it really does talk about that. Um, the application of that shift um, from those who hoped in some ourselves and the world around us to those who hope in Jesus Christ, Fantastic. which is in heaven and on earth at the same time. Uh, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Should we start then? We can. Yes. I love that, Dad. That was a good yeah. um, entry. Here we go. So um, I'll read through from Ephesians 4.17 and Dad, you yep. just stop me when you want. We'll get to verse 24, and oh. we'll just start, therefore, look, camp there for a bit, because I think it sets a um, platform. Great. And then we'll, it's almost like he, he's, he's applying uh, what he's taught. Yes. You know, four and a half chapters, yeah. um, or three and a half chapters, halfway through chapter four. And he's applying, and now he says, here's how to apply. This is what you do with what I've given you. Great. And, and then runs through a whole lot of implications of that. Yeah, and great. Different, different implications and scenarios, which we would assume were quite relevant to them and, mm. and definitely irrelevant for us. Um, and so let's go. Ephesians 4, 17. That's to fantastic. 24. Here we go. <coughs> Ephesians 4, verse 17. In the NIV I'm reading from. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, 
They have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to, be put, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Yeah. So I just want to say for people listening, if you could hear my son before, we don't have good insulation. So you might have heard Foxy. I don't know if you heard him, Dad. I, I think I heard him. Yeah. He was singing some songs. So if you're yeah. listening on the podcast, you might have heard my son. If you hear it, a little voice singing, that's my son. So there you go. Excellent. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. A, a word I, I think is relevant for what we're talking about here in these yeah. verses is responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. And another word that goes with that is, is the word transformation. Yeah. There's a, there's a transformative um, thing that God mm -hmm. is doing in us, with us, and through us, and, yeah. uh, and, and on into eternity, and we have a responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so, so the key thing is to recognize that a responsibility means us, it's about my response. Mm. It's not a, I'm not initiating this. Yeah. Uh, it's not so much what um, I can do for God, but what am I? How am I responding to what God has mm. done for me? Wow! There's a responsibility on me for how I respond to what yep. God has done for me. You see this all through Scripture, mm. and and that grace does not free us from responsibility. Yeah, that's a it great is line. My responsibility. I have the more I have grace, the more responsibility I have. It's it's high responsibility. That is, I'm responsible to act like, live like, I have grace. Mm. Um, it's not a get out of jail free card, as much as a new way of living, a new place to live. And and so, so these verses, he's just bringing it home, and he's basically saying to these guys, you have a responsibility. You've come into Christ, you've learned to come to Christ, and now you have a responsibility to bring Christ into your life. So it's almost like we, we get saved if we go back to chapter, and we also see in these verses, um, these, this, these four or five verses, oh, eight, what? Well, I'm not going to count them. <clears throat> about, about seven verses there, right? Mm. We see the, the significant contrast or the shift you know, this whole idea, you were once over here and these Gentiles, you're now here. And, and we go back and read um, Ephesians chapter 2 to remind ourselves of what he's already said about that in Ephesians 2. And he said, and you were dead in trespasses and sins in, in which you once walked. Um, verse 17, I'm reading the ESV, English Standard Version, says you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in which you once walked, following the course of this world. So you lived just doing the best you could with what you had in relating and responding to the world that was going on around you and trying figuring out how to stay safe and succeed and to get what you wanted from that world, what you thought you needed, what you thought you desired, what you thought you liked, 
whether it's at a security level or, you know, you got above that and you could have some others. But it was all about you doing the best you could with what you perceived you had to get out of this world what you wanted. And he's saying that they, they this is the futility. He calls this the futility of our minds and and um, and the following the way of this world. And he says, in this world, if you draw a line, you got this world and this sort of... Um, Futility of mind is all ruled, he says, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And, and, and so he says, these are just people who disobedient to God, but maybe, but obedient to themselves, obedient to the, as he says, among them who we all once lived, chapter two, verse three, in the passions of our flesh. So we're obedient to ourself, but we're not obedient to God, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Huh. He's not isolating any person here. He's not pointing out anyone as special. Uh, he's saying all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All are by nature children of wrath. So you see this, he's saying mm -hmm. that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind in this way that you were doing before. Because verse four in chapter two, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead and our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. So the contrast I'm after seeing, he's saying, you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They were darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Mm. That's what he's, he's just He's just talking more about what he was talking about in chapter two, verses one to four. We don't yeah. sit there thinking, oh, who are those people? We look at that and say, that's me. Yeah, great. That's me. But I came to Jesus, yes. and in the mercy of God, I start, some things started to come alive in me. Some things that were dark started to light up. Some things I didn't know, I started to know. Something I didn't have began to be alive in me. That was my experience when I first came to know Jesus. It's meant to be the experience of all. And so what he's saying here is, don't walk in what you were, walk in who you are become are and who you are becoming. Mm. And, and this is so important to, to many to believe that I have a responsibility in how I respond and what I do with mm, what God has done and given to me. Yep. We, can, we can talk a bit more about this. Because um, frankly, in my my some of my experience in the last number of years around the church, I don't think I think there's a lot of Christians who have missed how how lost they were. Sure, yeah. List yeah. how desperate this situation was. And could I say just to yeah. cut in a little bit because I was thinking I'll let you keep going, but mm. it seems that when that happens, either when we miss it or lose sight of it, yeah, that's where that judgy. Yeah. ungrateful, yeah. entitled Christianity yeah. comes out because yeah. it's like, and, 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 and I'm not to say, I'm not saying, oh, those people, I see that in myself. Yeah. I've seen that in yeah. myself in my past. And I feel like God's saying, oh, no, no, you're, you've lost sight that amazing grace saved a rich yes. like you. Because <clears> if I truly believe that amazing grace saved the unsavable in me, yeah. the deep darkness in me, if I believe that, if that's how I feel, I want to celebrate, I want to be thankful, I want mm. to be grateful. You would think that that is also the attitude yeah. I'm going to have to any other human. To yeah, have gratefulness, right. an attitude and, of desire and belief yep. for their best. And yep. 
And all that comes out as we go through these verses, doesn't it? How we, how we, how we've learnt how God is related to us. We start relating to others. Some of the other verses you could um, places in Scripture that talk about this transformation, because if something's going to be transformed, Mm. it's not. It's it's got to die and relive again. You know, in the Bible, Romans twelve two, do not be conformed to this world. Well, that's what the Gentiles do. That's what we were before. We were conforming to the world around us Mm. and the best we could to to do to get the life we thought we wanted, the best life we could get. You know, and um, and he said, don't be that person anymore, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we know that we're transformed as metamorphosis and. And and um, it's, it's a bit, one of the best pictures that we most of us have heard is you know the caterpillar goes into a cocoon, and then after a period of time it comes out of that cocoon as a butterfly, and, and that's the picture he's trying to say here. You've come into Christ. Mm. Remember the prayer that you would know the resurrection power of Christ, the life of Christ in you now. As you walk on earth now, there's a metamorphosis going on. Yeah. There's a renewal of your spirit that comes into your mind that then comes into your behavior. He said, come on, you have a responsibility to work with that renewal, uh, that metamorphosis. Second uh, Corinthians 3.18, those who behold Jesus, mm. those who have come to Jesus, behold Jesus, are transformed, metamorphosis into his likeness, responsibility. Those who behold Jesus mm. are transformed from glory by the Holy Spirit. So this is this is the work of the Holy Spirit in me, but I have a responsibility, and it's from glory to glory. Second uh, Corinthians four eleven, I think, is a really helpful verse for me, anyway, to to mm. understand a little bit about what this looks like. I'm just looking it up here, and uh, I'll read it out. Second Corinthians four eleven. It's it's in this, it's following on from. 318, it's still talking the same talk. It says, for we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. Mm -hmm. So that the life of Jesus may also may be manifested or seen in our mortal flesh. So we Mm -hmm. go to these verses we read down in verse 22. Yeah. He says, you've been taught. You've learned to put off your old self. Give your old self over to death, which belongs to your former manner of life Mm. and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Yeah. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on your new self. So why? So we're giving our old self over to death so that the new life of Christ in us can be seen Mm. in how we are living our life here that we um lost it oh no it's looking at the wrong one put on the new self created up the likeness of god so in these verses we see this the we grasp the lostness we had the futility of our minds i i sometimes you think of this one and, and romans 1 20 to 25 talks about the futility of our minds as well as well and we wonder so why do we who know god and and have known what it is to come out of darkness and into the light that's another one of the pictures that you see that 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 is used um the darkened their understanding expect people who haven't had that to have wisdom to bring solutions to things to bring they can have smarts that's not not that they can't but 
They can't have wisdom that comes from God. Yeah, you're right. They can't. We can't. We couldn't. And and so this is so important to understand. This is transformational process. Mm. Um, and that we walk in this, we walk in this process with God, that we're putting off things that were part of our life and yeah. putting on new things. The Bible talks about the bride making herself ready by putting on yes, so good. The, the fine things that have been prepared and given to her. So again, we're not doing a work. So God, look what I've done for you. We're coming along and saying, God, oh, how do I put on what you've done for me? And, and we know some of the things that we have to put on. Um, back in, he talked about, you know, Jesus is becoming a peace. Mm. So now I've got to put on peace. This is this mm. new life. I put on peace. Uh, and that can be really challenging sometimes. But I put on peace. I, he says that you have unity. I put on being part of that unity. He says, bear with one another in love. So I put on bearing with people in love. Um, there's things that he's given me that I, I put on. There's so much more we could say about these verses. But I just encourage people to also, when you read these verses, uh, just think through what Jesus said. Unless a man denies himself and takes up his cross, he cannot follow me. What does it mean? If you gain, if you're just working on gaining from this world, the best of you, you'll lose everything. But if you lose the self, you can gain the new self. These verses are talking about that process. Yep. Um, so to know that there is a, a, a deep, transformational process going on in the spiritual realm. That's right. And can I say to yeah. those listening, it's painful, but it's worth the pain. Mm. There is a pain in letting go and a pain in grief. Um, and yeah. we've, you know, we've talked about a bit of this in <coughs> yeah. other times, but it, it truly yeah. is part of the journey of maturing in yeah. Christ, of embracing the process yeah. of, of dying to parts mm. of ourself and letting God, um, be God, yeah. letting Jesus be Jesus. And in that pain, because it's the pain of like the death to the old self, that's what he said, hey, killing off the old, letting yep. it die. Um, each of us experience that a little bit differently. We do. And and sometimes our old life, things will be, you know, things from our past, so old sort of escape mechanisms or things yep. will come back and yep. feel like they're really important. But what I've found and what others I know find is, is actually the like the way God brings us through these things is transformational. He does a work deep in our spirit that that we hang on to. Yep. And as we learn to train ourselves to hang on to what he's done in us yep. and doing in us in Christ, yep. somehow, somehow the Holy Spirit brings us through. Yeah. And, and I, one of my first dark times, which was fairly, um, it was pretty significant at the time, but it wasn't, you know, it's been harder times. And, and, and the way I got out of it was simply when I was reading the Bible and the words cling to your faith in Christ came alive to me. I was, oh, that's what I've got to do. I've got to put off all the old ways of trying to cope and get sort things out, put off trying to answer all the questions so then I can be in control of what I know and just cling to my faith in Christ. And, and that's what I do. That's what I put on. So I put off trying to answer all the questions and figure it all out. And I put on just clinging to my faith in Christ. And it was amazing. In a moment, I felt freedom. But it's like the darkness is still all there, but mm. the light is in me. 
Yeah. And, and we're not looking for, the, for, for God to change our environment around us as much as he changes our heart. So that's one of the things that happens in the kingdom is it comes from heaven. It becomes a revelation, we call it. That's the word we use these days. A revelation in our heart. That's what Paul was praying for. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be opened. And then as we put off or count it dead, 2 Corinthians 4.11, we have been given over to death for Jesus' sake. I put off the things we all have so that the life mm. of Jesus may be manifest, seen in yeah. our mortal flesh. So when I get a, when I feel like I've got a revelation from God about something of his truth and his ways and how he's working with me, I now have a responsibility to put that on how I live. Yeah. That it will be seen in my mortal flesh. He just didn't give me a revelation to have something cool to share. Oh, I showed me this. I got a revelation scripture. He got me a revelation to help me put on the new self that's created um, after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. And, and you see that. You see that in the scripture. One of the other thoughts in here, words in here, is there's a hardness of heart. Mm, yeah, and and so the, uh, before we come to God, we're at risk of having this hardness of heart, this ignorance that thinks it knows everything, and that's a sign of a hardness of a heart. And instead of the humble heart, like Jesus, he was humble before the Father, he was, and and was just obedient. And so the new self is humble, which and then obedient. And for and those, can who I might say, think, yeah, can I say that? Uh, I was thinking this through in my head. I have a sadness um, over, over Christians, those who call themselves Christians, mm. that are in fact hard of heart. Mm. Not only do they not represent Christ well, but they might be missing him altogether. And I guess, you know, I really, I really value the word repentance yep. every day of my life. I value, yep. I value the work God's taking me on. And, and I'm yeah. trusting him, and I never want to be outside of that. Like, I'm thankful yeah. for people like you, Dad, yeah. and other people in my life that enable me because we have blind spots. Yes. Which means we will never be aware of them. You cannot be. I've heard someone yeah. say that self awareness, I think Tim Keller, oh, I hope I got that right. Um, I yeah. think he said um, self awareness is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Because what you're, yeah. what you're blind to, Someone yep. else will see. It's like if someone goes, oh, you're yep. a bit off, and you go, no, I'm fine. No, they might know more than you because you're blind to yourself. Yep. They will pick it up. And I'm thankful for people around me that go, this is, like I was reading through the rest of Ephesians, which we'll get into, I felt quite convicted because I'm yeah. like, oh, there are bits where I'm like, oh, oh, the sum of yep. God, man, thank you. Thank you that you're doing a work in me because I need mm. it. Hardness of heart, huh? yeah. and hardness of heart is the, the uh, people of Israel in the wilderness, when God says, hey, guys, come on, I've got something for you that's good. Come on, let's go get it. Oh, no, it looks too big. It looks, you know, we know the stories in like Numbers 13 and 14. Yeah. And yeah. He, Jesus called, the Bible calls that hardness of heart. Yeah. That spirit that refuses to obey God until God has given you everything you want wow. on your terms. Wow. Uh, so he's made the way clear on your terms. No, Ooh. God just sometimes says, trust me, and let's go together. Let's go together. And... And when we say, no, I need to have it all worked out so I can <clears throat> understand, and <clears throat> no, that's hardness yep. of heart because yep. we're the centre of it all. Yeah. Um, hardness of heart could be um, uh, in John 6 when all those people are hearing Jesus teach and they say, oh, we don't understand this, we don't understand. And 
Peter comes in, the people are leaving. They're grumbling and they're leaving because they don't understand. Yeah. And, and so why? Because their hearts were hard. Yeah. They're not willing. And Peter, when Jesus challenges Peter, oh, well, are you going to leave too? He says, well, where we have to go because you have the words of eternal life. And there we saw a guy putting something off and putting something on. He put off his need to understand. He put off his need to have the crowd around. He said, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to die to some things here. I don't know exactly what went on in Peter, but I know for many of us would be like, I'd rather the crowd, I'd rather be in the popular group. I'd rather be at the crowd. I'd like to know that everybody agrees. I'd like to know that a lot of people think this way. And he says, no, I I just know that Jesus has the words of eternal life. Something in my spirit has come alive so I can put off all those other things and just hang on to the one thing of Jesus. And that's, that's what's going on in this, these verses when we realize we came out of that futility that mm-hmm. darkness that hardened heart mm-hmm. and and now we're putting on and how we react to what's going on around us in life like peter did then we're putting on yeah. what we know in jesus and all he could say was well i'm just going to hang on to you which sometimes as i said before is pretty much all we need to, the big thing we yeah. do yeah so this, okay. these are these is a big um there's a big concept here. And the other, yep. before we move on, just quickly, yep, that, right. just pick up. There's a sense of light and darkness. And Jesus came as the word of God in John 1. What does it say? He came, the word came into the darkness. And for those of us, if we start to step back and look mm-hmm. at this, what's going on on earth from heaven's perspective, we see it's darkness. Except where Jesus has come. And, and until, and then we look at our lives, we realize my life is darkness, except where I've begun to let Jesus come. And so I'm putting off what's darkness and putting on uh, the light. And of course, we're going to get to Ephesians, uh, yeah, Ephesians 5 8, which is walk as children of light. Uh, walk Brilliant. as children of light. Let's do it. Let's do it. We we're going gonna to move a bit quicker. Should we from go to yep. 25 on? Yep. And uh, we'll go all the way through to 25 to 510 and just Brilliant. try and pick up some brief comments on it. Love it. Because no, this, is, this is application now of what putting off and putting on looks like. Yep. You're right. Uh, right. Of what moving from our own thinking yep. to actually allowing this to think, after, allow the Holy Spirit to bring new thoughts. Yep. And then we put on those new thoughts and how we act. And I will say before I read it, um, just as you're saying, affirming that and going, let, let yourself let God bring you to some uncomfortableness. Yeah. Let's, let's not be the kind of yeah. people that just listen to messages that make us feel, um, yeah. <laughs> we're not here to be condemned. God is not the condemner and there's not yeah. that spirit in this too, but there's a sweetness in grace. There's a sweetness in repentance that goes, man, I'm so thankful God will reveal things to me and actually also do the work in me. And if I hang on to that, I will find myself walking in his light and walking in his way. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep mm. going. I just want to say, if you feel a bit uncomfortable as we read, sit with it for a bit. Sit yeah. with God in it. Journal through it. Let God speak, because I promise you that God wants to bring you to. The world talks about you living your best life. Well, the true our true best life is in Jesus Christ, and it's in this process of apprenticing under Jesus. Three comments quickly. <laughs> okay. If you're trying to live your best life. Yep. And you haven't 
come to this transformational place that we've talked about where uh-huh. you die do your old life and come to a new life that is in christ led by the spirit according to scripture uh your best life is an idol yep and you are deceived yep. uh, if you think you're living your best life as a christian and it isn't going through this sort of putting off and putting on transformational process that we've been talking about you're following an idol and you're in deception mm-hmm. uh why because Jesus said, let a man deny himself, yep. take up his cross, he cannot follow me. Uh, and then as we go into these words, which actually are a lot of performance looking things, yeah. which is why we, we're saying these things, two verses, uh, Galatians 5, 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for everything, anything. Summary, what you do with your flesh before God doesn't count for how God knows you. Yeah, but then it says, but only faith working through love mm. so he's saying that faith between me and you will look like love to people yeah. and so he's sh- telling us what it is uh he's not telling us to perform something he's saying this is what you're putting on i've given you faith you're putting on faith i've given you love you're putting on love um so that's doing the other verse which we know well on this uh we, we're thinking a lot more about these days than we used to is john 13 34. Yeah that we're going to start talking about what it looks like some of some practicalities he's giving us about loving one another mm-hmm. as jesus loved us yep. and i think it's important to remember that john 5 19 um or john 5 john 4 sorry john 4 first john 4 for those who need to hear that 18 and 19 Perfect love drives out all fear because fear has to do with judgment. In the old, we put off the world that's under judgment. We now come into Christ. We sit in the mercy of God, in the love of God. So we sit over judgment. It still sits there, but in Christ, it's under our feet. And and so we put off judgment. So we have love, 419, and love begins with God. Love comes from God. And so when Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you, He's not saying, love one another, so I will love you. He's not saying, love one another and, and let's see what you know, how it works out and see if you can do this. No, no. As you've received my love into your innermost place that is reshaping and causing to come alive in you a new person, mm-hmm. then you put that on in how you relate with people. Great. And so you love one another as I have loved you. So there, just to um, get us ready for all these little things it talks about. Hey? Right. That's awesome, Dad. Here we yeah. go. <clears throat> Verse 25. Therefore, in view of all the things we've talked about, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. Mm. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That in um, Oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah. You want to say something? No, there's not a phrase, isn't there? What was your phrase? No, no. Have you finished verse 29 and your I'm, I'm reading no, the ESV, so no, I'm not still going. That it may benefit those. Oh, oh, here we go. 
but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it yeah. may benefit those who listen. So we'll pause there and the, um, uh, the ESV uses the word grace, that how we are speaking to others would be grace to them. Yeah. So we receive grace, we give grace. We receive grace by hearing the word of God, we give grace in, to other people through how we speak to them, about them, to them. So in these verses, I, it's, it's really saying take responsibility now for how you speak to each other. Yep. Take responsibility for how you deal with offence. Yep. Your anger that comes out of offence. Be angry and do not sin. Yep. When you get offended and that anger, that righteous indignation tears up, then you pause and you've got to think, okay, now how am I going to talk about this? Who am I going to talk about it to? Mm-hmm. There's lots of other scriptures that give us some um, help in this as well. And, and so we won't go into these too deep, but we do need to hit we have a responsibility on us for the impact our words are having on people. Oh, yeah. And that's what he's saying here. Yeah. God knows this because he has responsibility for how his words are impacting yeah. on us. Um, yeah. Jesus says, you know, you hear it, it impacts you. And so we are learning, we're putting on responsibility in Christ for how our words impact on people. So, you know, tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth from Jesus' perspective too, not from our perspective. Why? Because we're members of one body. He's reminding us of what he's already said. Come on, you're actually doing this for yourself as well. Um, <laughs> do not, in your anger, don't sin. When that anger comes, don't yeah. allow, you know, and if you've got a problem, get help. Get before God. Get the word of God into you. Once once I had a guy brought up that I was mentioned to me twice over a period of time, you know, about how I was speaking. And, and I think he thought I was a little bit cynical and negative. And the way I looked at things, he, he was right. And uh, and and I first thought, well, who are you to say that? Because, <laughs> you know, if I was looking at his life, I thought I was doing better at the time. This is a long time ago. Yeah. And, and then the Holy Spirit did something about it. So mm. I thought, oh, I've got, to, I've got to take responsibility for my words. And he used words like, uh, I think it was Psalm 141, might have been verse 3, said, a guard over your mouth. So what I did was, because I was struggling, because I realised, I needed to be speaking better of words that build up and not tear down, words that build faith in people, words that are grace to people. Mm-hmm. Even in the name of Jesus, sometimes we can speak words that are more about to, that are more destructive than constructive. Yep. More dis- they're not helping at all. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's nothing needs to be said. You know, something we just don't want to say anything. Um, be silent before some of your accusers. So what I did was I went through the book of Proverbs. This was about 30 odd years ago. And I wrote down every verse that had something to do with how I spoke. So now my conviction levels are much higher uh, and my realisation of growth needing to grow up. And I like that grow up and to cooperate with what the Holy Spirit was stirring in me. So it didn't start with me. Mm. Started with the Holy Spirit. I'm comfortable. We can do something here. And then I went through them and I distilled out about 10 or so verses from Proverbs and mm. I wrote them down and put them in my Bible. And so for quite a while, every day when I did my devotion, I'd just spend time meditating on those words. <clears throat> so I focused on my input, mm. not my output. Mm. <clears throat> I never focused on how good am I getting, but I thought, God, I need to bring your word into me about my words. Great. Because I want to put on a new way of speaking, and, and it fits into this thinking. So you got that. Got a little bit in here about let the thief 
no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands. And, and again, he's saying, how are you loving people? Are you showing up to bring something? Uh, young adults, when they show up at your place for a progressive dinner <coughs> or a potluck dinner, when you, when you first start in, have single young adults who aren't in families around, yep. um, they can show up with a bag of chips and you end up with 10 bags of chips and no food. And so, yeah. So I was going to so say, that, the principle is, yeah, are you just going along to receive off others or are you a person who's looking to contribute from what you have? And, and if, you know, we could read that and just think, oh, yeah, I didn't steal anything and I didn't break the law. No, but you may be stealing some things. Yep. You may be a person who's not looking to work with your own hands to have something to bring to the potluck dinner, to the, to the family, to the world. And it varies. Not everyone can bring the same. Yep. <clears throat> but it's about us being who we can. What about our spiritual gifts? Yeah. Yeah, are we bringing the gifting God's given us into the body? Are we bringing the financial resources God's given us into the body? Are we bringing the skills and talents, all the things he's given us into the body? So it's blessing the body. He's, yep. You can see the whole thing here eh, is how is what I'm doing in your life yep. impacting on how you um, live within the body of Christ? So, yep. so I think that's great, Dan. Talk and action. Yep. And attitudes around defense is what that's getting into. Wow. Let's keep going. I love that. Idea. You're right. And um, of course, the big point to emphasize so it's building up. It's, yes. it's building faith in people's life. It's building the body up, the unity of the body yes. up. It's building the person of Jesus up within us. It's all about Jesus. Yep. I love that, Dad. <clears throat> um, yeah, fantastic. Um, and I like that thing about the stealing because it's easy to go, well, I'm not a thief, move on. But actually, we always say in our neighborhood churches, there's two gifts when we gather. One is the gift God's ha God has for you, mm -hmm. and one is a gift for you to bring. <clears throat> um, and and also I would say sometimes, you know, there is that moment of that financial collection too, of saying, hey, we, yep. we're, we're supported to do things together yep. and we contribute together. And sometimes I, yep. I feel like mm. some people are like, oh, you take a lot, but you don't actually give much and let's yep. join together in that. But let I'll let the Holy Spirit do the rest there. Yeah, Here we go. Moving yeah. on. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you yeah. were sealed for the day of redemption. Yeah. Get, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be mm. kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, apart from the Holy Spirit, we need to mention that. But it's actually carrying on that same story. Eh? It's like yes. God is looking yep. to change your heart. Yep. So many things in the scripture that change your heart. Take away the heart of stone, bring a heart of flesh. Yes. Take away a heart that's relying on itself and, and, and then bring the Holy Spirit into the heart. Cut off the circumcision of the heart. Cut in away that which was all about me. Putting off, that's what we read about. Yep. And then putting on, taking on what God is doing for me, the grace. And then learning. He said, now you're responsible who's received. To give jesus said freely freely you receive freely freely you give uh you receive forgiveness you give forgiveness you receive mm -hmm. mercy you give goodness you receive truth you give truth you receive mm -hmm. a gift and grace from god you give gifts and mm -hmm. grace from god mm -hmm. you're blessed financially you give it's all just a flow you know that's the point but in here do not grieve the holy spirit of god with whom you were sealed uh chapter 1 verse 13 he told them when they came into Christ, they were sealed with the Holy Spirit. 
we've received this Holy Spirit. It's like a seal, like he is the reality of Jesus in us, yep. growing in us. And, and so what we're looking at here is when we don't love one another as Christ loved us, we grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. How we speak about people and to people is either with the Holy Spirit or grieving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, how, how we contribute, as we said there, to what's happening in our world, how we bring what God's given us and add it to the collective whole's mm. well-being mm. in every way mm. is either with the Holy Spirit or grieving the Holy mm. Spirit. There's no one between here. Yeah. Uh, Paul says um, in, in Romans 8, you know, we set our minds on the Spirit. He said we have an obligation mm. not to our flesh, not to ourselves, not to our feelings, not to that, but to the Spirit. Uh, he says those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Mm. And, and you know, we like to claim things like, I'm a son of God. So, so live like one. <laughs> Experience, you know, reveal yourself as one. Yeah. Manifest yourself as one. Yeah. Be seen as one in how you speak, what you do with material things, and, and yeah. how you deal with your anger and bitterness and all. These are all manageable. That can happen. We can deal with them. And, great. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Love it. I love that, Dad. Let's, let's keep moving. Ephesians 5.1. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love. That's what you're talking about there. That's what we're talking about. I love yeah. that line. Walk yeah. in the way of love just as Christ loved yeah. us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to yeah. God. And, and this is, we won't, you know, we've been talking about this is, encapsulating it all, isn't it? And you see how he brings it to this. He's given a whole lot of specifics, but it's actually the core of it is you're loving as Christ loved you. And yes. and the covenantal truth that, that is coming alive today, I think God is calling people into this afresh as covenanters when we freely, willingly, joyfully lay our lives down for one another. Yeah, Jesus laid his down for us and we learn in him. This is a good thing. It's a good thing. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. We lay our lives down in Christ for one another. Yeah. And there's other scriptures we could go to to that. John 15 has some of them. Mm. We won't go there. This is the fragrant offering, the mm. living sacrifice mm. to God. Here I am, God. I'm 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 laying my life down to Love you it. by laying my life down to one another. And we see that in uh, places when, you know, Matthew, was it 25 and and they mm. said, here's the sheep, the ones I didn't I know, and here's the goats, the ones I didn't know. They all thought they were in. That's the point of that. It wasn't like the goats, oh, we don't love you. Oh, we love you, Jesus, but I don't know you. But what, what, what was the difference? He says, when you gave that, did that little thing for another, you gave that glass of, of cold water, you visited that one in prison, you took care of that person. When you did that practical laying mm. down your... Right life for someone else who was for nothing else but just to do it no gain mm. you're being being like me you are actually showing that you know me yeah and you're actually showing that you've received my love yep because it's now been seen in how you treat one another so that's the responsibility that's coming here that we're responsible to to to, to be sons of god yeah absolutely uh, yeah i love it let's keep going yeah awesome <clears throat> but among you there must not even there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. 
For of this, you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person as an idolater, uh, idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of yeah. God. Mm. Let no you know, one... We just need to pause because yeah. in many ways, people just need to hear how the Holy Spirit's speaking into them, their hearts on these words. It's such heavy um, words these, eh? That's yeah. quite intense words. Yeah. And then verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. Look, don't let anyone talk you out of what these words have just said uh, and tell you that they don't really mean what they say because they're, they're, they're plain meaning. Mm. But because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And the sons of disobedience are the same as the hardened of hearts. And it's a we're either a son of disobedience or a son of obedience. Mm. Um, we're born saved out of the world, that, that the futile, futile world of darkness in which we are a son of disobedience. It says that same term in um, Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. And we've been brought in Christ, who is the son who was obedient. And now in Christ, we are mm. being sons who are obedient. Yeah, it's a so, so heavy, um, but it's not heavy. It's freeing because it's just telling us we, we, we have another place to go. We don't have to live in this world. So just quickly. Great. It's, look, we've got sexual impurity and immorality. We've got covetousness and how we talk in those realms. Mm. And, and really what, if you look at that, it's how do we treat people again? Do we see a person sexually as someone to meet my needs? Wow. Is it all about me huh. and receiving and getting, or is it all about them? Wow. Is it all about them and honouring them and loving them and blessing them and, and, and wanting to see them, you know, in every way the best they can be? So, you know, sexual morality, most of it is driven because we just see someone else as something to meet a need, I feel, um, or want, or, or I've built a pattern that leans into that, and now it's, yep. it's got to be changed. Covetousness, it's the same. Do I just see everyone around me financially is waste that I can get better out of it? I want to get, it's all about me. It's mm. all about what I got out of that business contraction, uh, transaction, mm. what I got out of that deal, what I got out of that situation. How did it benefit me, 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 me? And, and most of the time, our, our, you know, this filthiness, this foolish talk, this crude joking, this, this humour we use that just mocks people it's all about making ourselves feel better. And, and so the really one way to deal with a lot of this is to bring ourselves, go back to where we started and bring ourselves and say, Jesus, I want to die in you. Yep. So I can live the new life of Christ. And so you, you, can, you may have to deal with a specific issue in your life that's become a stronghold and become a pattern, and you may need to get help to walk it out because mm. sometimes we do need someone to walk with us. To, to, to put off the old and put on the new, mm. but we don't do it without dealing with the spirit, the repentance, Great. as you said before, and, and the new life of Christ. We do it from the inside out, Great. not from the outside in. That's good, Dad. And I was talking to a good friend, Damien. Some of you in this podcast will know him. And we were talking about relationships and where we're just having a chat about our own relationship, our own relationship as brothers yeah. and, and mm. Jesus and, and, and just addressing some things there. Uh, but in that, we're kind of saying, oh, man, it's so easy for relationships to become transactional. Yeah. Like, I give you this, benefits you, you yep. give me this. And we even say, yep. oh, we even, even heard it said, 
it's give and take. And I don't think that's kingdom at all. I don't think kingdom no, is not. give and take. No. Kingdom is no. all in. I'm all yeah. in. And even what you said about sex, you know, just to, I think that's actually been one of the biggest, ch- like, not just learning, relearning new habits in my own mind mm. that don't treat sexuality as consumerism or escapism, but other things for me is how I treat my wife. Yes. And then I yep. treat her with a dignity and honor mm. that looks to not consume from our relationship, but to serve her. Yes. And yeah. and like you said, like, let's just make it, that's really honest, but it's also really simple. <laughs> mm, it is. There's a simplicity yeah, yeah. here. It's not, we're not creating a checklist to tick mm, off, yeah. but we're seeing that this putting on and putting off, this new life in Christ, what God doing is impacts in many spheres, yep. every sphere of life. Yep. It impacts on how we speak. It impacts on how we work and use our goods. It impacts on... Um, how we process our feelings around anger and offense, it impacts on sexuality. And one of the things we've often said, uh, you know, in youth talks is like, I, I'd like saying, challenging young men and women and even older people to, to say yes to the best, to a great marriage, yeah. to, a, to, a, to a great marriage when they're young. Yeah. Because if I say yes in my spirit, I want to, I want to put, set myself to have a great marriage, then that yes empowers the no's to things that aren't that great marriage. It's but great. also, you know, it means I want to treat everyone with the honour that I want them to treat me. Yep. And uh, what it. you say about transactional grace, and I watched a Big Bang Theory last night, and and uh, that guy Sheldon's on it. Some of you would know about it. And so he got told by Penny, the neighbour across the, across the hall, that she had a present for him. It might have been Christmas coming up. And so he went into a spin-out because the fact that she had by surprise bought him a present, he said, put on him a responsibility to also buy her a present of similar um, similar value and thoughtfulness. And so he's bought into the transaction. He couldn't just freely receive mm. a present. She says, no, it doesn't. I bought it. I just want to give it. You just receive it. Yep. And so we, we call it, hey, the kingdom is freely give and freely receive. Yep. It is not transactional. Yep. That's it. And, and and so the world is transactional. And uh and it's just learning to break free from that and help the Holy Spirit to give us that freedom to, to be in it freely giving, freely receiving. But we do need to take responsibility on how we how we live our life yes. is impacting on others around us. And here yep. he's saying you've got to think about that in sexual in the yep. way of sexuality and in the way of how you deal with covetousness and things and how you use humour. And yep. look, there is no excuse for Christians to mock people, to pull people down, to say things that are not helpful to building faith and unity mm. and peace and yep. love and the things of Jesus, and then just to say, just joking. They still said it. It's still done its destructive work. It still made that feel pe- person feel small, even though they still smiled and laughed at it because it's just a joke. Here, we just lost that freedom. Um, yep. and, uh, and you say, what do I do then? I say, just bless people. Yep. Don't curse them. Yep. Come on. To- totally true. And, uh, yeah. you know, the whole, this is my truth. Don't, don't speak your truth. No, uh, no. Speak God's truth. I'm yep. not here to speak my truth. I'm actually learning to shut my mouth a bit more at yep. the moment. Uh, yep. So here we go, moving on. Yep. Moving on. Lots of things I'm learning, and I'm thankful for a God that yep. 
that takes us at our mess and we can trust, like you said, from yep. the inside out. Mm. Here we go. So no, at the end of that kind of passage of words, it, it finishes with, therefore, do not be partners with them. Yeah. And here we go. Mm. For you, so it talks about uh, no one deceive you with empty words because such things, God's wrath comes on those the sons of disobedient. Therefore, yep. do not be partners with them. Yeah. Interesting. It's and hard. It's hard to partner. Yep. With someone with a different spirit. Yeah, it is. And and you see someone's spirit by what comes out of their mouth. Yeah. Um, there there is a direct relationship between heart and mouth. The Bible we see it through the Bible. But you know, in the days of uh, Numbers and thirteen and fourteen, that little story is so gives us so many yeah. picture to see so many other things. And it says of Joshua and Caleb who spoke differently mm. about their capacity mm. in God to do mm. to obey God. Mm. They say we can do it. We can obey God. God is with us. And, and God says they have a different spirit. Mm. They spoke differently, and God said they had a different spirit. That's why this is about whether we're grieving the Holy Spirit or not. Yeah. And so it is possible to have a different spirit. It is difficult. Well, no, it's not possible to truly partner with someone who has a different spirit. Yeah. Because they'll pull back in fear and dis becoming disobedient and hardened of heart when you're ready to step forward in faith in practical things in life. They'll be speaking of language that pulls people down or destroys when you're trying to speak language that builds up and creates yep. faith in, in the day-to-day -day dealings with life. Parents have a difference, but you'll get different. You know, ah, they've got to get their spirit together so their language is unified in how they speak to, about, and around their children. Absolutely. Otherwise, their children are going to grow up in a in a in a tension that they that, that's not going to help them we're actually going to so, move into some of that yeah. discussion later so that's great yeah. you're right let's um yeah. let's keep moving verse 8 for you were once darkness but now you are light in the lord live as children of light yeah the fruit of the light consists in all goodness mm. righteousness and truth and find out what pleases the lord yep so that, that verse takes us back to the beginning, doesn't it? It does. He says, tells us, Hannah, I want you to walk in what you've got yep. in Christ. Come on, you've got light. Walk as children of light. Right. And that's that verse in 2 Corinthians 4.11. Die to that which isn't light. Count yourself dead to that so that the light in you in Christ can be seen in your mortal body yeah. right now today as you walk on earth. This is not just get saved, forget, go to heaven. This is get saved and live a, be transformed through time as we walk with them by the Holy Spirit and, and the light will be seen. That's great. This and is this needed. Is, this is a critical missional verse. Yeah, you're right. Because Jesus says that his church is meant to be a city on a hill, a yeah. light that is seen not under a bushel, not under the darkness. Mm -hmm. And and maybe one of the problems we have, in, one of the struggles or one of the issues in New Zealand is we're not being seen as light. The world currently in New Zealand does not seem to see mm -hmm. the church as light. And, and so we have to go back and say, well, how are we walking? How are we talking? How are we reflecting the love of God and how we talk about the world? How we talk about our enemies? How we talk about our neighbors? If maybe uh, we took got into this a bit deeper, we'd actually find ourselves walking as children of light. We might find a few more people willing to uh, have a look and be drawn towards us yeah. to consider Jesus. That's it. That's brilliant. And goes on in verse 11 to say, 
have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather mm. expose them. Yeah. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, yeah. but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This yeah. is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Yeah. This, this, these verses have been used to, you know, to go around and find darkness and pick it up and hold it out and expose it. Um, and, and I suppose that meaning could be in verse 11, but it also is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. It's shameful to speak of the things that are done in darkness. So it's not telling us, I don't, I don't see this as a, saying examine darkness so you can expose it, uh, but anything exposed by the light. So the brighter the light of Christ, the, the Holy Spirit yeah. is shining in my life and being able to get it out of me and how I'm living Great. and how I'm loving one another, how yeah. I'm expressing, as we said it before, the this light and how I'm speaking to and about people, how I'm dealing with things and material things and money and goods and right. all these things that we've talked about, the more it will show up what isn't that. Yep. And and so we aren't here to start giving you the liberty to go off and study darkness so you can expose it. Uh, we're saying it's shameful. Yeah. To well, speak well, about the darkness. We don't speak. really know need to know all about all the conspiracies. Yep. We know the devil is conspiring to try and kill every son of God in this world. The Bible tells us so. You don't need to tell me, but what I do need to know is how to know Jesus and how to be the light of Jesus and to do that, not under those conspiracies, yep. but sitting above them in Christ. I'm over them. I don't need to study them. They're under my feet in Christ. So this so is speaking about being light. We're just speaking to all those people that spend a bit too much time on our YouTube and our, on the internet with conspiracy theories and not quite enough time with your wife and kids. And uh, not enough time in the Word of God becoming light. That's right. I'm being cheeky, but I'm also being, I'm like, come on, guys, get off yeah. that. Go actually do what we've been asked to do here. Anyway, let's, here we go. Verse 15. <laughs> Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God, the Father, for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, we're, I think we're going to finish. I think we might do a little extra special podcast and we might release two next week because I don't, yeah. I think we should finish now, but yeah. I think we want to, we might just do a little short podcast, um, with the rest of Ephesians five. Okay. Well, it's good. What do you think dad? Um, yeah, I think we're, we're coming to an end here and what we used to say that phrase we used a few years ago and unites uh, quite a bit. I don't remember wisdom what? on wisdom. Oh, the wisdom that brings life. The wisdom that brings life. Look carefully then to how you walk. Mm. Not as wise, unwise, but as wise. Making yeah. the best use of your time. And just remember, there's no time in eternity. We're not under the curse of time. We have to deal with it. We have to live in it. We approach it. But the days are evil. You know, all time is, the sense of time is under that. It, we, we can come out of that. It's incredible freedom when you realize I am not subject to time. I have to deal with it. I live in it. I'm not ignoring it, but in Christ, 
I'm not subject to it. I don't have to feel like, oh, I have to get that done now because time is running down. Yes, it is, but not for me. I'm in Christ. Yep. Uh, I go to here. Yeah. And and do not get drunk on wine. Well, that that's obvious. And he uses this as a a um a he's just saying to society, he's speaking into society's things, escapisms. He is be filled with the Holy Spirit. So wisdom. What is wisdom? He's saying. We know wisdom is to know Jesus. Yeah. And 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 what we used to say is, you know, the wisdom that brings life. It's not what's right and what's wrong. It's not it's just a good thing or bad thing to do. It's just the wise thing that brings the life of Jesus. That's right. It brings the life that Jesus has for us. And how does that life come? It comes because we've repented and put our faith in Jesus. So we've repented of ourself and put our faith in Jesus. And we're learning to walk in step with the Holy Spirit yep. in the continual fullness of the Holy Spirit, mm. in the continual leadership of the Holy Spirit, that he's with us, he's come a part of us, and he's working within me to grow the things of Christ in me. And so I am learning to put off what isn't in Christ, what isn't him, and to put on what he's doing, to cooperate with his work. That's the work of faith. That's my responsibility. And he says, and this shall show up with a, you know, this attitude of, of worship. He, he gives some specifics here, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And uh, we could go into depth about what they are. Psalms is obvious. Hymns is obvious. Spiritual songs could be this, could be that. Some people have said it's been singing in tongues. Some people have said it's just a song out of your spirit that hasn't, that's the first time it came out. Maybe he's just trying to make a point, and so he repeats the same thing in three ways. Sounds uh, like we've that. got some freedom there. Uh, but it's a sense of a melody. So we started off with songs, and they're in the text here. And there's yes. something about the music in our heart is, is coming out of our life. And so there's this thing. But giving thanks. It's so important. So I'm suggesting people, wisdom. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Put on what you find in Jesus, put off what's not in Jesus. Uh, look at Philippians 3, 7 to 14. See what Apostle Paul said. I yeah. count everything rubbish, but knowing Christ and knowing him, I pursue mm. that. Put off, put on. Uh, let the transformation work of the Holy Spirit flow. That's great. Um, let the transformation be in that. We, we want to cooperate with that. Second thing, wisdom is keep in the Spirit. Grow that relationship with the Spirit and, and allow him to do his transforming work within us and cooperate by putting off and putting on and, and look at our giving thanks. Yeah. And we will find the discipline and practice of giving thanks will be transformative in our life. Yep. It'll be transformative in our, in our emotions and in our mind. <clears throat> I know it by experience. Um, we're going for a little talk, a little chat story. I'll, gi I'll give you, yeah, we're going to, yeah, that's it. Let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> giving thanks. When, when um, well, it was 32 years ago in a bit. It was a period of time when my wife was in hospital, Gracie was in hospital for, uh, it was a long time, uh, 10 weeks or so. And I'm looking after three children, five and under, at home. And, and I just began to find myself um, getting a bit of a slump, a bit of a down. Uh, I've been in ministry for a number of years then, leading churches for a number of years then. And, and, and one, one time in church, this thought just came to my mind. The thought was, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. 
And so you just get, you'll get a pattern of how I work. You may work with God a bit different. People are listening to me, but this is how I do my putting off and putting on with the Holy Spirit's leadership. So I went home after church. I looked up that verse. I knew where it was. It was in Philippians 4. And so it's helpful to read the Bible, to know the Bible, to give the Holy Spirit material to use. And I, and I read it and it talked about always giving thanks. And something stood out to me about that. So I, I went to three or four other verses that talked about giving thanks. This was one of them. There's one in Colossians. There's one in Thessalonians. And then I thought, ah, oh, so the Bible says, in everything, give thanks. For everything, give thanks. Be continually giving thanks. So I thought, in this time when my wife is in hospital, when I've got three little kids to look after, when life is completely uncertain about what's coming tomorrow, similar to COVID times, I decided I'm going to set myself to give thanks. And I dis mm. created a practice, a discipline, that every day I would spend, start the day of a portion of time of reflecting on these verses mm. and giving thanks for a number of things. And you just feel your spirit change. You feel your attitude change. You feel your whole sense of positivity changing. But not only that, I found the peace of God grew yeah. to be able to carry me through. The faith grew. And there were some crisis moments that came, and I remember going through them, uh, and, and we just had, just with a settledness, with a peace, with a, a sense of hope. And I had so much sense of this is going to be good in God. I remember once feeling guilty that I wasn't feeling more anxious about what were life and death situations. I remember driving into hospital where I got the message that Grace had gone into the theatre, that feeling going in, saying, God, I just feel so much peace. So almost so just full of, you know, just so full of peace mm. about this. I thought, I, I might be going to find a dead wife. Shouldn't I be anxious? Mm. And, and I go back, you know, and, and it wasn't me, but it was me because I'd put off the stuff that was coming into my head and I started putting on giving thanks, putting on giving thanks, putting on giving thanks. Yeah. And it had a transformational um, effect as the Holy Spirit did something with that to actually grow this peace that does guard our hearts and minds in these in, in storms and in crisis times and uh, grow within us a strength of faith that does carry us through the trials and temptations. So I encourage us all, you know, put off those anxieties, put off those fears, put off those questions that just go round and round and round. Put off those things, yep. put on the love of God and put on giving thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so good, Dad. It's such a good way to end. It's been a it's been a long one, uh, this podcast, but it, we had a lot to get through. We're probably yeah. too ambitious uh, to figure out, f yeah. but there's a lot here and it's good, good stuff. So you've probably broken it up to be here now and a couple of, over a couple of days. So congratulations. You, this is your final call. I yeah. want to <laughs> remind you um, to contact us yet again. Uh, you'll hear that at the, on our little outro. Would love to hear. Would love to hear what's going on. And if you want to mm. financially partner, we can do that through the United Church. But we'll find ways there. If you want to, if you want to see these podcasts still going, think there's life in them. Um, it takes obviously takes time and uh, effort and um, resource to do. But uh, we want to make this yeah free for everyone. So if you want to, if you feel God's do you to contribute in that way, get in contact. We'd love to figure that out. Uh, awesome. We yeah. Thanks for listening and uh, we love you and thank you. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, 
You can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and Paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz. Aroha nui.